Hi, and welcome to Dependisplaining, the podcast. I am Jen. Hi, Jen. I'm Veronica. It's nice to meet you. Hello, Veronica. How's it going, Jen? Um, it's going better. Better? <laughs> I guess. Are you still suffering at home without your household goods? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, we don't have any of our stuff it um it's somewhere in california okay and uh yeah they are probably the worst company ever that (laughs) we've ever had to deal with in an international move Mm -hmm. they're like no your stuff's still at origin and my husband was like um no it's not at origin because it better not still be in england because we saw the update that said it, it left uh, England already at the beginning of July. Oh, shit. And like, oh, oh, yeah. It's, um, it's in LA. It's getting on a ship. And we're like, okay. They're just throwing Great. out any, whatever sticks at this point. Whatever yeah. appeases you. <laughs> yeah. The truth is they don't know where it's at. This is kind of how I'm feeling right now. We don't really know where it is. But, um... Yeah, it's been a struggle. We uh, They've already missed their deliver-by date, so we will be filing an inconvenience claim, mm-hmm. which is something that we can all talk about on another episode because that's going to be fun. Yeah, because I have no idea what that is, and since you're going to experience it here soon, and then we'll be able to tell us more about it because I'm sure there's a lot of people in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, there has been a few people even here that I've seen on the spouses' pages that have talked about filing inconvenience claims and wondering about like their stuff and all that kind of thing. So yeah, they, uh, so the company here maybe or somebody that my husband's been talking to, they um already gave like information on like here's all the information you need about filing an inconvenience claim and all that stuff so oh my goodness yeah yeah it's gonna be great <laughs> yeah i mean it's always good to get some info from people that are on the same boat the same boat and the your, the stuff is on that boat stuff better be on that everybody's boat. <laughs> on that boat we all just want off this fucking boat to go for a swim your boat yes. is waiting to depart from Antarctica. It's going to be on a rocket ship. It has to go around the moon twice, come back, land safely, and be delivered by uh, King Triton himself <laughs> <laughs> in the that's, ocean. Uh, that's exactly what it seems like right now. <laughs> It'd be more logical than whatever bullshit they're giving you. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. yeah. This company hasn't even been in contact with us since our stuff was picked up. That was the first correspondence they had, and then complete silence since. So, yeah, it's been it's been great. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Jen. At least you have each other, right? Yay! Forever. Forever. <laughs> Those faces that have no furniture to hide behind. Are they at least letting you keep your temporary furniture? I mean, I know you guys bought a couch, but you have, like, your dining table. They took away your cups and plates. Yes. It's the acronyms I'm so terrible with. FMO, FMO. the furniture people are, yeah, they are letting us keep 
um, the furniture. We have 90 days for with this furniture, so we're already on getting close to 60 days in with this furniture. Oh, man. <laughs> so oh, man. hopefully it doesn't go too much longer. But, um, yeah, we have furniture, which is great, but the loan locker, we only had a month, and even with that, we actually had less. Right. Because when the stuff actually came, it was already uh, here before we even got here. So no, we even have a full month with it. Now, I wonder what they would do if you were to exceed your 90 days with your furniture. Were they going to be like, sorry, you're SOL. You're going to have to sleep and eat on the floor? They couldn't do God, that I to really you. I really would hope not. They couldn't do I that. I don't know. Like... I would hope not, right? Like, you can't be so heartless as to put a family on the floor. Yeah. You have nothing. That's not very nice. I'm I'm not about to go out and buy an air mattress for everyone. I know. That's not happening. Yeah. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. We have projected a date for our departure here. Um, so we're hoping to probably pack out at the beginning of the month we're supposed to leave since we, we leave mid, mid month period. I don't want to say what month we're leaving, but Mm -hmm. so, I mean, it's going to take that long for our stuff to get there. Oh yeah. We're not taking any leave and route we've decided because we don't want to risk having to quarantine in California in case this is still happening by the time we leave which is five months from now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kyle, the other day, asked me, he's like, listen, do you want to take leave and route? Because we have the COT, which is a, um, we have a free flight home, basically, because we're doing a consecutive overseas tour, COT. So he said, if we take leave and route, we can't take more than 10 days, including the travel days, or else we lose the COT and we had planned on flying home during the summertime so the kids would be out of school and uh, our family back home would also be more available he's like but if we get stuck there we're gonna lose the COT and I was like well it's like shit I don't know what to do I was like I'll leave it up to you I was like I'll just leave it up to you it's fine and so he decided not to put in for it and we're just gonna fly straight to our next duty station which we've never done. We've always gone home first. Um, and I haven't seen my family in four years. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be a very long time before we see them. Hopefully they'll yes. be understanding about it. I mean, I would hope so. I mean, that's especially with the pandemic and everything. You, It's so unpredictable. You don't even know. Who knows what's going to happen in even just a couple months. Like, mm-hmm. we're just living day by day constantly waiting for new regulations to come out you know always there's always something new that comes out like oh hey by the way yes. yeah, i can't do that anymore now i know oh that's uh, yeah that's closed now too so it's like oh who knows yeah. what's gonna happen at the end of the year yeah. and all that so that's probably smart it sucks but yeah it's probably what's best i feel like i've just learned to live with all of this now like oh i gotta go you know pump gas in my car I gotta wear a mask when I go pay and um just like when I see people I don't even have the impulse to like hug them anymore it's so strange which mm-hmm. is sad um yeah I mean things have changed but I'm still here I'm still healthy and my family's healthy and for the most part happy I guess I can hear them playing downstairs 
<laughs> I apologize, as I do every episode, because my children are here. I can't get rid of them. They'll be going. They'll be in school next week, like in actual school at the I'm school. I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> so jealous. Yeah. I am waiting for the day when they email us and say, "Hey." in-person school is happening and yeah i'm pretty sure that day is not coming for a very long time now for a long time yeah yeah i am not gonna know what to do with myself because i'm not gonna have to fetch snacks for everybody i think our grocery bill will be a lot better (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the laundry will probably stay the same because i gotta wash uniforms now but at least i don't have my daughter's fashion show constantly the water bill won't be as expensive because, oh, my God, there's just – it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It is. We'll just drink. It's okay. All right. Oh, I um, I just – I have to say really quick that I bought a bunch of grapefruits, and I, they, I bought the last of the diet tonic water that was at the commissary today. Oh, Sorry, yes, people. And I'm going to go get gin tomorrow, and I can't wait get it. to drink. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. It's been, oh it's been a week. It has been a week. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Jen. I'm glad it's over. It's almost over. Yeah. Almost over. The week mean, I obviously nothing else is over. It's just the week. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the week. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of weeks, and we haven't, we haven't talked about this, but... hate them let's mention where our listeners can reach us yes yes um so if you would like to contact us send us a message or topic recommendations or issues questions you can reach us at dependosplaining at gmail.com facebook instagram or twitter we're here for you and we're here for your suggestions too always open yes we are always open because our time zones are all over the place so one of us is always awake (laughs) (laughs) yes somebody's always there um so we would love to hear from you listener suggestions Mm -hmm. on crimes scandals murder um topics for military related things that you want to know about Anything military-related, really. Yeah, yeah. It would be our pleasure to do the research and give that to you because that's what we're here for. hmm Yes, and uh, don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you're that's listening. Right. That allows yes. you to rate and subscribe. <laughs> really, It really does help us, so put the word out there for us. Help yeah. a dependent out. Please. Okay. Well, Jen, I have a story for you today. Get ready. I'm so Because ready. this story is crazy, really sad. Um, so I got most of my information from Wikipedia and the show Deadliest Decade, the 1990s. Ooh, is that on, that's on Hulu, right? Yeah, girl. Oh, I, that's saved on my thingy, on my Hulu thingy. Yes, now. it's good. <laughs> Yeah, which let me tell you, this is not on Hulu, but on Netflix. Kyle and I were we binged watched the first season of Cobra Kai. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. 
Sorry, so good. I'm really excited. Um, Dave watched yeah, that. Yeah, it's it so was on good. YouTube first, and Dave watched the entire thing um, already. So now we're watching it together with the children. Yeah, so we've been watching it. We've been watching it with the kids too, and my son is the one that uh, kind of seems to like it every now and then. He'll like sit down for an episode, and he's it like catches his attention every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is so good. I was like. The first season, I was like, so much nostalgia. I love all the references. That I love the one scene. I mean, I don't know if anybody got it, but I got it. When um, he's, like, calling down his daughter for breakfast, he's like, come on, it's Bananarama pancakes. And I was like, Bananarama, they sing Cruel Summer, which is, the like, the theme song to that movie. And so I was like, how clever of you to add that in there. And just, like, little references that they would throw in there and... Um, He's dri- like Johnny's driving the same car. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. I was loving every second of it. And then uh, when he sends the kid off to the Halloween party and dressed as a skeleton, I was like, oh my god, it's so nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we started. We started season two yesterday, and so far it's pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dave's seen all of it too. He said it's really good. So I'm excited that it's on netflix yeah. now and i can't wait yeah to finish it yeah it's good i like it i like it I like it all right all right i love it let's get Great. to your murder okay so uh like i said uh, i got most of my information from wikipedia and that show deadliest decade airplane 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 oh god they're so loud okay so, my story today is about Petty Officer 3rd Class, Alan Schindler. Okay? So, in 1992, a ship, the USS Bellowood, docks in Sasebo, Nagasaki, Japan. There are 950 sailors on the ship. Among them, 22-year-old radio man Petty Officer 3rd Class, which is an E-4, by the way, for those of us that are not affiliated with the Navy, so we don't know the ranks very well, in E4. Uh, so Alan was one of four children from Chicago. His mother was a widow, and she was raising them all on her own. Alan was described to be a fun-loving, talented animal lover and incredibly, incredibly loyal to his friends. So when he had somebody that he cared for, he like threw his entire soul into it. Uh, He wanted to join the Navy in hopes of traveling the world and going on adventures. This was, his stepfather inspired him him because he would recount stories of his travels when he was in the Navy. So as he was following in his stepfather and grandfather's footsteps, which they were all in the Navy. He was third generation Navy. So he joined the Navy after he graduated high school in 1988 at the age of 18 He does, in fact, get to travel parts of the world to places like Australia and Hawaii, and he would send stuff home from his travels. And so it was really fun to see all the little things he would send his family from wherever he was at. During this time, he gets assigned to the USS Midway, which is a very prestigious uh, ship in the Navy. So it was uh, it was special to him. Um, And in his journal, he actually called it a special place. Uh, George H.W. Bush has declared war on Iraq at this time and joins Kuwait in the fight against Saddam Hussein. 
he we have now entered desert storm in the Persian Gulf. The USS Midway was an important part of this mission because the Naval Air Force used it to land and to refuel on it. So it was available to them. It was a it was quite a flagship. Um so while on the ship, Allen found a brotherhood that he cherished among his shipmates. There was a sense of camaraderie that only happens during times like this and I think he found a lot of value in this. Uh, they were all in it together, like they're it's you know desert storm, and they were out serving on a prestigious ship, and it was just all so special to him and to his um, his shipmates. So it was, um, like I said, he cherished it. So the Gulf War ends in February of 1991. So the Midway USS Midway departs the Persian Gulf soon after in March. Uh, Allen then gets transferred to the USS Bellawood. This was a smaller ship that he had that had a bad reputation, and it seemed to have like a toxic atmosphere. I think just everybody was not happy on the ship, and it really showed. And this reflected in Allen's journal entries as they became less and less positive. Um, he sounded miserable actually in his journal entries. Oh no, that's so sad. Yeah. Alan was the was being harassed by his shipmates, basically. They made comments like, there's a faggot on the ship and he should die. And they glued his locker shut, amongst other things that they did to him. Obviously, this was, you know, aimed at the fact that he was gay. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was open about it, but they just suspect, suspected it. This is before Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Let's not forget that because it's... Um, President Bush that was in office at the time. So prior to Clinton coming in and doing his thing. Um, So this was hell for him being on the ship. And in fact, his mother had noticed that Alan had like removed part of the stitching from like the logo on his hat that read the Bellowood, the name of his ship. And he turned that B into an H. So it said Hellowood. So he was saying that it was hell on that ship. Now, Alan did take action to report the harassment he was experiencing and decided it was best he separate from the military. So he began the process of separation, right? He's like, it's not worth it. I'm just being harassed. I can't be me. I can't openly be myself. And I'm I'm not happy anymore, so I'm going to separate. Good for him. Yeah. Um, but his superiors insisted that Alan remain on the ship until the process was was complete. So I'm guessing he like wanted off the ship before the process was done, but he was denied. So he had to stay on the ship because he still remained on the ship. He still had to work. You know, he has he had work to do. The ship still had a mission. So the USS Bellawood begins its journey from San Diego, California to Sasebo, Nagasaki, Japan, with a brief stop in Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Now, Alan was upset about having to be on the ship and the stress of being harassed, and frankly, he was fearing for his safety. So he decided to pull a little prank, I guess just for entertainment, and saying, like, well, I'm going to separate either. Who cares, right? So he sent out a message over secure lines. This message reached much of the Pacific fleet, and it read, 2-Q-T-2-B-S-T-R-8. Can you make out what that says, Jen? 
no, you lost me at Q. <laughs> <laughs> it's too cute to be straight. Ah, yes. Oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah, I guess I mean, but probably in his state of mind that he was, he was just like, I don't care. I'm just gonna do this. Like, yeah, whatever. You know, he didn't. I don't know if he thought it wasn't gonna come back to him. Like they wouldn't know. But he was a radio man. So, radio man. I mean, I guess that's what they do. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, he ha- he has the opportunity. I guess it's right there. He's able to. It's, right. I'm sure. Uh, if I mean, if he's still continuing on the ship and everything, though, it might have not been the best of time to do it right then. But right. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. But still good for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, of course, got him in trouble and was going to be canceled on it. He had to attend Captain's Mast, which I had to look up. Captain's Mast is a form of military justice authorized by Article 15 of the UCMJ, which we have discussed in the past. Mm-hmm. This permits commanders to administratively discipline troops without court-martial. This punishment can range from a reprimand to the reduction in rank and or restrictions. So it's not criminal, but still within the grounds of being seriously punished. And it goes into their military record. Mm. Well, so it's, it's still serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. for sure. But since he separated, I'm sure he didn't care a whole lot. He probably didn't care. Exactly. Yeah. So... So when he is to attend this captain's mast, he requested that it be a closed hearing. Now he, I think he wanted a closed hearing because he was already being harassed on the ship about the fact or the possibility of him being gay because it was just speculation from his shipmates. Mm -hmm. So he's like, if, if I go, if I attend this and it's an open hearing, they're going to know and it's just going to make my time even worse on the ship. I'm going to be punished and it's just all going to go to hell. Yeah. So I think he was learning the consequences of what he had done yeah, yeah. Um, with sending out the message. But they did not grant him this. He actually attended the hearing. It was an open hearing to more than 200 people in attendance. More than 200, Jen. Like that must have been... I want to say humiliating only because he was still trying to hide it and just because he knew what would happen if he was outed in that sort of manner. It, it was take it was basically taken from him. It shouldn't he should not have been outed like that. He should have been able to do it himself. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. That 200 people, that's that's crazy. Mhm. So he was put on restrictive leave and was unable to leave the ship for a few months after arriving in Sasebo. So after they docked in Japan, he was still, he still had to stay on the ship. That was his punishment. But four days after he's able to leave the ship, he's on leave. Um, and he's followed into a public bathroom in a park in Sasebo, Nagasaki. Um, and here we go. Airman apprentice, apprentice Terry M. Halvey was part of the ship's weather department and airman Charles Vince both appeared to be drunk and they followed him into this bathroom shortly before uh, midnight. 
So according to a witness, they proceeded to attack Schindler. This witness by the name of Jonathan W. This is the only name that was given out. I couldn't find like if, what his rank was or anything. Um, so the witness stated that Helvey kneed Schindler in the groin. He struck him in the face by cradling his head in the crook of his arm and repeatedly punching him in the face until Schindler went down on the ground. Um, so once Schindler was down on the ground, Helvey began to stomp on him with the heel of his foot. What? According, yeah, yeah. According to the witness, Vince, the other guy, occasionally joined in on the beating, but I guess it wasn't as severe as what the witness saw Helvey doing. So the witness claimed to have seen, I know, to have seen Helvey jumping on Chandler's body and singing while doing it. Oh my god. Yeah, so he was singing while it while stomping on him and i guess it looks almost like if he was dancing on top of him to the beat of his own music wow that's not yeah even, like what you're doing right now is so horrible and awful to do to another human being but then you're also like fully disrespecting that person as well mm -hmm. like really yeah. well he had i mean well he had no respect for him at all no no respect for human life at this point no yeah so Schindler was left in the bathroom with fatal injuries to his head, chest, and abdomen. The witness and the shore patrol carried his body to the nearby Albuquerque Bridge, but it was it was too late. Like he was already gone. Um, so later during court hearings, um, they requested that Jonathan W, the witness, um, they asked if he could explain in detail what he saw but he refused out of respect for Schindler for Schindler's mother and his sister they were present in the courtroom and he didn't want to have them to be subject to the description of what he saw because it was so horrific yeah yeah so he didn't he didn't want to do that it was horrible details no kidding yeah I would never I would not yeah. want to as much as you do want to know what happened to somebody, you know, a yeah. loved one, it's still also so awful. Oh, that's so awful. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and and they wanted answers, and you know, this this kid, this witness had answers, but they were too horrific for them to know. And you don't want to, you don't want to put that. In. I don't know. It's yeah. I I don't think I would want to hear it too. Oh, it's just um, it's battle around. Yeah. Um, so then the medical examiner compared his injuries to those of someone having been stomped to death by a horse wow. or trampled by a horse. Yeah. Cause his body was unrecognizable. His organs were destroyed and he even had like tread marks from the shoes on him, like on his body. Yeah. So that's how severe it was. Um, his mother and sister were able to identify him by his tattoos. Uh, that's it? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. oh his face was unrecognizable. He was just smashed. Like, they described as, like, his organs were, like, t like smashed to a pulp. Oh, my God. In including his, um, his genitals what were also... What the fuck? I know. It's really, it's really disturbing. 
I just don't under I just yeah. don't understand how another human being could do that to a human being. It could do that. I mean, to anything. Period. Too. But yeah, but like sick individuals. Yeah. How would you like? How do you even? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and it makes me wonder. Like, were you like that before, or are you a product of your environment? Because they did say that the ship was was just known for mayhem. Yeah. Like, did you become so, this type of monster because of your surroundings being on the ship for so long? Yeah. Like all these other people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the witness obviously was able to identify who did it. And at trial, Helby denied killing Schindler because he was gay. He denied it. He said he didn't know uh-huh. that he was gay. And it's like, what was it? Just... A fun killing? Yeah, like, just oh, did just, it just I'm because. Kill this guy. Like, yeah, not that it makes it any better, but no. he had a motive. Yes. Definitely. Whatever his motive was was still wrong, yes. but he had motive. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Um, so again, he, you know, he was denying that. That's why he did it. But Navy investigator Kenan Privet, he had evidence that quoted Helvia saying, he hated homosexuals, he was disgusted by them, and he didn't regret it, and he'd do it again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he had that working against him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when they, when they told his mother, they didn't give her any information about how it happened. They said he was assaulted in a bathroom, and he died as a result of his injuries from the assault. Now, she wanted to know why, how, or just why, like, why this happening. They weren't giving her any answers, none whatsoever. Mm. The Navy was very hush-hush about it. Um, they decided not to tell her what it was for, and she actually found out through a different source. They downplayed the murder and claimed to have never received complaints regarding the harassment. Are you kidding me? I don't understand why they wouldn't, why they wouldn't, I don't know, why they would not accept that. Like, why would they say, why would they deny that they received complaints because they didn't do anything about it? Yeah. They didn't do anything about the complaints, and so therefore they are liable. Yeah. Well, they just don't want to be held responsible for the fact that this horrible monster was did this to right. another human being and they could have prevented it by you know yeah. maybe listening to his complaints from before when he was being harassed in the beginning mm-hmm. so by removing by removing that element of him actually reporting it they're not going to be found liable so they're like yeah. we didn't know anything about it yeah and that's yeah. just as bad that's just as bad as trying to say that you didn't that the guy didn't kill him like that's yeah. cool now that's yeah. you're just as guilty now too that's pretty messed right. up that's really messed up i know that it's a weird time yeah. then and it was a different time and you know whatnot but still like oh that's human life is human life yeah it is um so then the navy they like refused to speak publicly about it they didn't want to acknowledge it at all like they were like nope Nothing here to see. Move along, people. Mm. They didn't even want to release, like, the Japanese police report. They didn't. It was fucking shady. That's not okay. Shady, shady. Yeah. 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 So they didn't 
uh, released info to the media or even his mother. Like I said, she didn't know anything. The Navy did not include Schindler's log in his belongings. So when she got all his belongings back, his log wasn't in there. Why? Because his log had information about the harassment and how he reported it to his superiors. So they held that. Another element they wanted to remove. The Navy pretty much abandoned her in in uh, in giving her answers and supporting her. They didn't want anything to do with anybody. They wanted to keep this a secret. They didn't want anything getting out other than we had a, a sailor and he died. So like I said, in the, the log, he had all this stuff that wasn't released to his mother and his belongings. So she actually found out through the military newspaper, like the independent newspaper, that they have the Pacific Stars and Stripes. The newspaper had received a letter from three gay men who had met Schindler in Japan. And they said this was a hate crime. And that's how she found out. Now, she was in denial. She was in denial. She's like, my, my son's not gay. Like, he's not. Like, I think it was just, she couldn't accept it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so moving forward. So under a court-approved bargain in exchange for his pleading guilty, this is for Helby, uh, pleading guilty to inflicting great bodily harm, Helby was convicted of murder and received the maximum penalty of lifetime imprisonment. Otherwise, he would have, uh, yeah, well, otherwise he would have received a death penalty. Um, so by statute, he is granted a clemency hearing every a year, like one clemency hearing a year. His accomplice, Charles Vince, was allowed to plea bargain as guilt to as guilty to three lesser offenses, including failure to report a serious crime and to testify truthfully against Helby. Well, of course, he's going to testify truthfully. You know, I'm holding my fingers to quote. truthfully because god knows what he said yeah right um yeah so he served just 78 days and was discharged from the navy it was a general discharge from the navy so yeah just a little slap on the wrist for having been involved in someone's murder great way to go stupid yeah that really you really showed him let me tell you you really put the yeah yeah he really learned his lesson yeah yeah now, Douglas J. Brandt, he was the captain who kept the incident quiet. Uh, he was transferred to shore duty in Florida. In Florida. Why can't they send him to, I don't know, somewhere that's not as pretty as Florida? <laughs> yeah. To shore duty in Florida. And also, they let him keep his job. He was demoted, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, you know... We'll just have to do, we'll do a couple things just to make sure everyone understands that we're not, you know, not taking this not so serious, but... I wonder, I wonder if the fact that they served in the military is points for them, you know, like, well, he served in the military, let's give him some credit for that lesser sentence. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope not, but that's horrible. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. The military should be making good men and women. (laughs) Yeah, Not reward murders. those that are actually good human beings. Don't like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like giving a kid, you know, a uh, participation award. It's like, you know, you participated, yeah. so you get a trophy too. Here you go. Yeah. Um. So like I said, with Schindler's mom, she had denied that her son was gay. I don't think 
she accepted it rather than believing it. So I think she was more in denial. Yeah. Um, but she later came to terms with it and accepted it. And at, at this time, she was receiving more support from the gay community because it had gotten word had gotten out that all this had happened and they were supportive. And uh, she got more support from them than she did from the actual Navy who, you know, employed her son. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was hearing all these things about gay sailors being lost at sea and other horrific hate crimes that people endured. And so she became uh, and is still an advocate for gay rights. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's good. At least she kind of came, came around a little bit more then. Yeah. So she took this terrible tragedy and turned it around to do something good with it. And uh, so she's one of those wonderful people. Thank goodness. Yeah. And that's the terrible, terrible story of Alan Schindler. Oh, that was hard. That's horrible. Yeah. That's just horrible. He was so young. Yeah, that too. Yeah. He was 22, handsome, like his entire life in front of him and... Mm. Just, yeah. All he wanted to do was serve in the Navy, just like his dad and his grandfather did. Like, that's it. He just wanted to, you know, be proud of something, have people proud Mm -hmm. of him. And, God, people suck. Yeah, so he had, I mean, this was prior to Don't Ask, Don't Tell, because soon after President Clinton came into office. And this was probably one of those boost in his decision to create or to uh, put in for don't ask don't tell this was probably one of those incidents that led to this and he didn't have don't ask don't tell to basically blanket him something to hide behind and protect him in case of this horrible horrible crime i think maybe the repercussions would have been a lot more severe or he different actions would have been taken if he would have been in the time of don't ask don't tell but we'll never know yeah we'll never know i know unfortunately yeah but i do believe this was like a catalyst for don't ask don't tell that's i mean it sucks but at least you know he helped more people in some way too it's I mean, I think all these tragedies that happen regarding hate crimes, racial crimes, just, you know, where a minority is is taken and um, insulted and hurt and beaten and all these things, they are, in a way, an awareness Mm -hmm. to the public of what's happening. And good things come. It's always like they say, it's like, you know, what it what's the saying about the storm <laughs> the storm there's a rainbow at the end of the storm or something like that what is it jen uh, why are my words failing me right now <laughs> yeah yeah the calm after the storm the calm the calm after the storm so all these things lead to change but it's unfortunate that people become victims of it yeah. and they have to suffer through it and yeah. people have died in, in horrible horrible ways like this young gentleman, in order to get somewhere better. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, it's true. Um, It sucks. It's, it's what it seems like. It's always got to be, like, chaos and, you know, 
bad and you know people get hurt they people get murdered and it's just horrible yeah. but then at the end of it starts change starts to come through from it and it you like you said it's kind of yeah. like an eye opener for in some ways too it is an eye opener yeah it is it's unfortunate that this it, this is what it takes yeah. to open people's eyes to see the horrible things that are happening yeah yeah it it is unfortunately i mean there's some people that they just they don't know they've never seen it they've never experienced it you know maybe mm-hmm. and so uh and then yeah it's terrible it's yeah. terrible i know i know it's so sad but i'm i'm glad that his mom you know really came through and was so supportive mm-hmm. and such an activist now mm-hmm. for the gay community cuz that's yeah. awesome i know I mean, it's back then yeah. your mindset is so different and I know it was so hard for people to really come around to the fact of people being gay and I uh, know a lot of people were not okay right. with it and it's unfortunate, but it's really, yeah. it's, it's so good to hear that she was like, yes, I'm here for it. It's, that it's changed, yeah, that it's changed at least one person Yeah. to be more accepting. Yes, Yeah. exactly. Oh. One person, that one person can change another person, yeah. and so on and so on, until we have a world that's better understanding and more accepting. Oh, that's all what we can really hope for. I mean, that's all I wish would really happen all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. <sighs> people, people. Oh my God, that <laughs> was crazy. I know. I know. Nuts. Wow. There you go. Terrible. Yeah. Well, I was like, I was like researching this morning because I was like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do I kept telling Kyle all weekend I don't know which one to do I don't know what to cover and so I don't know how this one came up and I was like oh I was like there's the deadliest show like they covered it like I'm gonna watch it and I watched some of it (laughs) because then my son came down and they wanted breakfast so I had to stop watching it around them and so I then I started reading about it and I did I did all my research in like two hours. Hey, that was awesome. Thanks. <laughs> what do you got for us, Jen? I've got some really interesting news about oh. women in the Navy. Specifically okay. women being allowed on submarines. And I mean, me just, I don't know much about the Navy at all. So researching this and looking into it, I... I didn't know half of this stuff. Women weren't even allowed on submarines until, well, we'll get into that. I'll tell you when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So um, I found pretty much all my information on Wikipedia. They have a whole section on women in the Navy. It's quite fascinating, mm-hmm. too. They have a whole timeline of different events and everything that happened um, with women throughout the time in the Navy, starting in, like, um, like the 1890s or something like that granted it was Mm -hmm. mostly nursey nurses if you were a nurse you were fine but um yeah so some cool things that i found a quick little background about women in the navy um the united states navy uh, nurse corps established in 1908 Uh, this is where 20 women were selected and assigned to the naval medical school hospital in washington dc they had um, they had to rent their own home and provide their own meals as the Navy would not um, 
provide them with that. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah, they wouldn't pay for that for them. It's kind of strange. That's stupid. Yeah. So the reason why they started establishing, allowing these women to, per, you know, be assigned uh, in the Navy, they made their own nurse court, um, was because of World War One. There was an increase of support they needed uh, in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And so they needed more clerical and administrative support to fit their needs there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Navy Reserves inducted their first female sailors in 1917. Okay. All women were released from active duty after the war, so they literally just needed them for more support throughout the wartime. Obviously, they had needed a lot more people doing yeah. things more in stateside and whatnot while men were off fighting war so and then goodbye once the and war, then the war was, done. was done and they're like okay you're released from your duties we don't need you goodbye peace See out you. get back in the kitchen yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> basically yeah. i'm pretty sure that's probably in your right. own kitchen yeah. please yeah. go to your kitchen we're not asking you to make your own food here anymore yeah. we need you to leave bye yeah <laughs> bye <laughs> um yes there's, there's clothes to be ironed food to be made Diapers to be changed, the woman. Uh, but I don't even have children. <laughs> Pick one. Pick a child. Change your diaper. Yeah, you can take this one. Um, we're now, you're a nurse. You can become a wet nurse now. So here you go. Take this child. Yeah. Strap this baby onto your yeah. boob. Oh, you'll produce milk one day. It'll be fine. Just keep trying. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> um, um, the Women's Armed Services Integration Act enacted in June on June 12th, 1948. So this was a law that enabled women to serve as permanent regular members of the armed forces including the navy. So okay. 1948 right after World War 2 history. Yep. Sure. Yes. History. Yeah, you know it. Uh, I believe so. Uh, So prior to that, women, um, with the exception of nurses, served only in the times of war. So they weren't needed any other time. Like we said, you were there when they needed extra people and you were done. But now... Get back in the kitchen. They are actually allowed to stay in the armed forces kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully more than that. So I'm pretty sure more than that. Yeah. But, however, Section 502 of this new act limited their service of um, limited the service of women by excluding them from aircraft and vessels of the Navy that might engage in combat. So they weren't allowed oh. to do be on any of that stuff. The fun yeah. stuff. The, you yeah. know, what you train to do. Yeah. So. Whatever. We're better drivers of airplanes. Flyers? Pilots. Pilots. <laughs> yes. I feel like I would be. I mean, you could teach me. I'd be fine, right? I know that. Yeah. Do a loop de loop. I know. I know that. Every, yeah, I know that every time I'm in the car with my husband, I'm terrified. So yeah. I'm not terrified when I drive. I know. I'm not scared <laughs> of my driving, but I'm terrified of Dave's driving. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm terrified of Kyle's driving and his tailgating and how he likes to speed through places. Terrible. Yeah, there has to be something to that. I like hand wrote my notes on that. That's where I'm at right now. You're so old school. That's what I needed. Okay. Was it a was it a quill, a feather, and an ink, an ink bottle? You know, over a candlelight. If I had my H H H G, then yes, 
It probably would have been, because I'm pretty sure I have my quill and parchment paper in there. Your parchment paper, yeah, with a wax seal. Mm -hmm. For sure. <laughs> with your initials on them. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I want one. Um, okay, so anyway, so that was exciting. Yes, a little background um, for that. They did start allowing them to be on military vessels Um Starting in this, it started in the seventies. I did. I didn't write all this down. Um, I was jumping ahead, but they they did start allowing them to be on regular ships and um, aircrafts. Uh, I think more in starting in the seventies into the going into the nineties. Then, so we started okay. getting more. And okay. then on the twenty ninth of April two thousand and ten, the Department of the Navy announced. Uh, authorized policy change allowing women to begin serving on board Navy submarines. Woohoo! I remember Go that. Women! So I remember awesome. that and remember thinking like, was that a thing? Yeah. I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. I was like, I thought this, we were in an equal world. I seriously, it came as a huge surprise to me when I heard that. I was like, this, this there's this, there's just no way this is real. But yeah, it was yeah. real. Um, you knew before I did because I just literally learned about this yesterday and I had no idea women could not be exactly. on submarine. I didn't know. Dave looked at me like, exactly. I was like, I was sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, did you know that just 10 years ago women couldn't serve on the submarine? Yeah. He was like, duh. And I was like, um, rude. No, no, duh, David. <laughs> yeah, no, duh. It was, it came, it was like 2010. If it would have been, like, in the 80s, maybe I wouldn't have been as surprised or something, you know. Right. But it's 2010. Yeah. This, it was. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. I know. I was yeah. shocked. As soon as, when I saw that, I was like, wow, 2010, that's crazy. So, so yeah. So, right. now women were allowed to um, serve on submarines. Um, first, it began with the Navy officers. And then five years later... The enlisted female sailors followed on. So mm -hmm. they wanted to, they were kind of like transitioning everyone in, I guess. They they have a lot of requirements. There's a lot of, you know, regulation and things you have to qualify in order to even be able to be on a submarine. I mean, I think it's with all, maybe. All genders. <laughs> sailors. Yeah. Seamen. Navy, seamen. Navy people. Sorry. Navy people, <laughs> personnel. Navy personnel. Navy personnel. There, there we go. Thank you. Yes. So, with this new success for the you know women serving in the navy, there also, of course, mm -hmm. arose issues. It, at first, a lot of people, veterans, um, active duty members, and even wives of submariners were not quite. <laughs> they kind of thought this was a mistake. They were worried. Um, that they would be treated differently. Their husbands couldn't keep it in their pants. Yes, they would get. But the, well, they were worried <laughs> first the women would get treated differently and um, feared for you know, kind of like privacy type of stuff. And then yes, that they romantic relationships could blossom, <laughs> basically. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So you know anything new that you try out always tends to come with issues that you have to learn it's, um which this definitely came with in 2015 
male sailors were prosecuted for secretly videotaping female officers and trainees as they undressed on the USS Wyoming. So, oh my God. yeah, so that happens on land too. It does. It does. It happens on land too. It does. I mean, you're oh going to get, you're going to get stuff that happens anywhere you are. And yes, in a submarine, you're in really close quarters with everyone. So, yeah, you know, things are yeah. bound to happen, but it's a learning process. So um, the Navy, da- thankfully, reprimanded all the perpetrators. They didn't laugh off this um, event. They, yeah. All the perpetrators were court-martialed, which is great. Good, good. When I worked in, in Belgium at the Army Dental Clinic, there was a young soldier married soldier and he had installed cameras in the females locker rooms and he would I don't know how he did it I might have mentioned this before but he would like have the feed into his laptop and I guess like he would be in his car watching these females undress it was so disturbing so that's what I'm saying like it happens anywhere how about we teach our men our 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 men to fucking keep those impulses to themselves Yeah, learn to just... Control those impulses. Exactly, learn to control yourself. I understand you get excited. Yeah. But you're, you know, you're on a submarine for long periods of time. I get it. You know, it's things, you know, come up and whatnot. Yes. But you need to learn to control your dick, okay? Yeah, come yeah, on. control your dick. Or how about this? There are beautiful women out there who make this a career and display their bodies for money why don't you pay for that (laughs) like a playboy magazine or whatever magazines that take these you know beautiful women willingly to expose their body how about that instead of doing it to somebody who doesn't want to expose their body exactly um there was no consent in this at all so yeah exactly that oh men but they luckily were punished, yes, court-martialed, so they at least took um, took care of the situation and made sure that it wasn't just, like, sh- shown off, like, oh, well, of course this would happen. No, they were very serious about it, which was, which was good. Um, good. I didn't read that there was any, there has, hasn't been any other new, you know, situations that I've read um, mm-hmm. coming up, so that seems good it seems like they are really getting this situated much better um sure so they have said they are to help with the transition allowing females on they are retrofitting submarines with extra doors and designated washrooms to help with privacy so you're not always running into you know each other all the time and future submarines will be built with height, reach, and strength of women in mind, which is awesome. Because that was mm. another thing that was kind of brought up is like, you know, obviously, yes, women are not as physically strong as men. Like we do are, right. we are a little bit, we can be a lot weaker than men, not li- be able to lift as heavy as things. And I have no idea what goes right. on in a, a submarine, but obviously there's a lot of some sort of strength needed, so... Right. They are right. going to keep that in mind as they build future subs so that, you know, women are able to do their work, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one-fifth of submarine crews are now integrated. They are now both male and female together, which is great. And um, it is said that it will take until about 2026 before a woman can be in command of a U.S. Navy sub. So, oh my God, it's progress. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of exciting. It's uh, uh, girl power. So I feel like I feel yeah, so absolutely. empowered after that because I had no idea that a woman was women were banned from submarines. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't. I don't right. know. I mean, I I can't. I like I I get it. You know, I, I understand, but I'm so glad that we are getting past that mentality of like, oh, women are just meant mm-hmm. for dinner and looking pretty and <laughs> taking care of children. <laughs> you know how much, yeah, you know how much effort goes into looking pretty? I haven't found it yet. <laughs> I don't even know where. There's absolutely no effort here anymore since COVID. There is, yeah. there's nothing. This is what you get. I don't know where my pretty is. I don't know where I left my pretty. I don't know where pretty lives because it doesn't if, live here. I'm not sure if yeah. pretty was ever really here. Only on like <laughs> one day out of the year, maybe. <laughs> not even. I don't. I feel. I feel that pretty now comes in uh, gym gym clothes. Yes. Sweaty gym clothes. Yes. Unwashed yeah. hair, and um. Yeah, stressed grays, yeah. gray hairs that are coming in out of nowhere, fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> um, my hair washing is dictated on if I'm having to see people the next day. So, exactly. <laughs> like if I need to go yep. grocery shopping or like I have an appointment um, tomorrow and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, I should probably wash my hair because I have to see real people. Same. Same. If I'm going to make an effort to put on makeup, I should wash my hair. (laughs) Sometimes I don't. Or when my scalp starts getting really itchy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it's time to wash my hair. I washed my hair last night and I almost washed it the night before because I was like, well, I got a dental appointment. I was like, but I have the intention of exercising when I get home and I'm not going to be all sweaty. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to wait. But I'm going to exercise today, and I washed it last night, but I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, okay, my scalp's getting really itchy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, Jen, when I, I remember when I heard that in 2010 that women were now allowed to serve on submarines. I was like, what? <laughs> they weren't before? Like, I don't understand this world currently. Like, what is happening? It's 2010. Yeah. And it was like, I remember hearing a lot of comments from people saying, like, the whole thing, like, infidelity is, is an issue in this, and um, uh, harassment, sexual assault, which is what us as women deal on a daily basis, yeah. right? It's, it's a male-dominated world, yeah. unfortunately. It should be equal, <laughs> but it is, and we we go through that like that's what we go through on the daily so the fact that it was going to be in an, an enclosed space with nowhere to run to 
in mostly male-dominated situations like that, it was going to become an issue, but it really came as a surprise to me. And then I thought, well, th- this goes along with the lines of like the the impulses of of a man, of a straight man, mm-hmm. not being able to control themselves yeah. around a female. Like they're like, oh, fresh meat. It's just like when. Um, girls in school are not allowed to wear tank tops or shorts it's like why if it's hot the boys can do it like why can't a girl do it it's like well it distracts the boys too much it's like really like anything can distract a boy going through puberty anything literally anything you know you can't hide you know curbs on a female body like they know what's going on yeah just because they have a little bit more exposed skin like teach your children self-control teach them the value of of you know respecting another human being it's so infuriating yeah it is it's really frustrating yeah and so i under like i understand where everyone comes from with like the fear of like well you know yeah infidelity and you know sexual harassment mm-hmm. and all that and it's, i understand and yeah it sucks and i'm sure i mean i haven't read anything but i also didn't dig too deep into it but they they probably do have some issues everywhere has issues is the thing though everywhere you go mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're stuck on a submarine for months with you know just one group of people it's anywhere any base you hear about all the time I mean that's why they have the you know sexual assault awareness SARC SARC that's all I know I don't remember (laughs) yeah they have all these programs in place to be able to aid you yeah to assist you in in situations like this yeah, exactly and so it's unfortunate that you know these things are necessary but at least they are there they can help um and they are supposed to and they're there to help help you throughout if it happens or help protect you and all that too so yes here's some good advice for for parents with little boys tell them to keep it in their pants yeah self-control for real yeah yeah that's all i got go women proud of you all (laughs) that story was insane and you had to look it up and read it all and then tell us it that's oh thank you i appreciate your information since we did uh tie in more navy stuff so i hope we were able to provide people with some insight information and you know entertainment as always yes that's what we are here for and if you have any other tidbits you want to you know pop in and let us know because we know like you know Mm -hmm. we are air force wives so we don't really know much about the other branches and everything so if you guys have any Mm -hmm. other information drop a comment if you guys have any stories that you would like us to cover any personal stories or just stories that you've heard while you know your time as a dependa like us let us know and we'd love to cover it. We'd love to talk about it. And as always, you can reach us at dependusplaining at gmail.com or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever your preferred method is. We are there for you. We're there. Mm-hmm. We're all over. Mm-hmm. We're all over it. You know what I was all over <laughs> yesterday, Jen? Oh, what were you all over? My burrito. I made, a, oh. I made burritos last night. Yum. Yeah. I was like, I had beans i was like i'm gonna make beans i want refried beans i haven't had them in a while and the commissary hasn't had refried beans since i don't know like march 
probably when yeah. all this happened. I don't know why. Not refried beans. I'm sorry. Pinto beans because I don't buy that canned shit. Gross. <laughs> sorry if I offended anybody, but I don't like it. Anyways, so they didn't have dried pinto beans since March. And so Kyle ordered me like eight pounds the other day from from Walmart. And they were able to ship it out here to England. And so I made refried beans. And I was like, I'm going to make burritos. So I made like rice. And I, um, I didn't make salsa because I was too lazy. But I bought this salsa from the commissary that comes in a little squeezy bottle and it's like four tacos it was really good mm-hmm. anyways oh, and yeah i think I have you seen it kind of like a street like a street, street yes. salsa or something like that right yes yeah they have like a red one and then a green one and the green one is really good yeah i saw those they yeah they're good give them a shot sad never know. mind don't give them a shot <laughs> <laughs> i'll send you some i can send you some they're pretty good yeah. So, anyways, so I made we made burritos and oh, they were so delicious. It's like take me back. And then I ate too much. And then I was like, let's go for a walk. Like I'm in pain right now. <laughs> it's like I feel like if I burp, I'm gonna vomit all my food back up. <laughs> so we had to, yeah, we had to go for a walk. And the kids were riding their scooters and letting them get some energy out because we've just been right. cooped up inside. We try to get out as much as we can, but. Mostly I'm like inside, like my house is a disaster. I cleaned it the day before and then when Kyle's here, I don't feel the need to do anything and the kids are like tornadoes through the house and there's just a mess everywhere. And now I'm facing the reality and my closet behind me, I'm sure I like I showed you, it's just full of junk that I need to get rid of. Like I have winter boots. Does anybody need winter boots? (laughs) Snow boots? Anybody? I'm not going to need them. Thank God. Anybody out there? Send us your mailing address, Veronica. I'll send, send you these boots. Yeah, I'll <laughs> let you. I'll let you have them. I will. You want to pay for shipping and handling? I'll send them to you. Yeah, size eight Sorel snow boots. Anyways, <laughs> Jen's being harassed by flashlights. <laughs> don't oh come flashing your flashlights in my face. Yeah, don't be flashing those flashlights around here. Like it's dark out. Come on. <laughs> Oh, Anyways. my. Well, great, Jen. That was wonderful, Veronica. Thank you so much for your story. Thank you. And thank you for your wonderful information, providing us that insight on that we were, I think we're all going to be like, our jaws are going to drop knowing that yeah. that just became a thing recently, 10 years ago. Yeah. That's weird. 10 years ago. That's yeah. it. It's so weird. To mm-hmm. just think of like, women have been able to at least be not fully active duty serving, but still somewhat serving in the Navy for over 100 years already. And now, just 10 right. years later, 10 years ago now, if they are finally allowed to be on submarines, like, come on now. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so Kyle did this thing, uh, the diversity inclusion Mm-hmm. Uh, event that happened here on base not too long ago and his booth was well, women's equality so there's a lot of stuff highlighting um, major milestones for women and among them was of course when women uh, were allowed to vote which was 1917 and I just I looked at the date and I'm like what I was like just over a hundred years ago like this seems so unreal to me like, it just doesn't seem like that long ago, you know? Yeah. I don't know. 1917. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. It's crazy. 
Go women. You're proud Go of women. You. you keep doing your thing. Yeah, keep paving those roads. Mm-hmm. Things change, yeah. like we talked about. You just you gotta go through the rough patches. Good things do come out of bad situations. Every day, every day, there's good things coming up. So yeah, yeah. So, the world is changing so fast right now too. Mm-hmm. Always. So all you gotta do is just stay positive. That's really hard to do right now, but <laughs> no, you can do it. Yes. You can do it. It could always be worse, right? It's true. I hate that. There could always I hate that be... thing. I yeah. do too, but it, I mean, I guess it's true. Things could always be worse. And you just have to keep going. Just keep moving. Yeah. We got this. Yeah, we do. We get to be on submarines now. <laughs> I want to eat a submarine right now. I'm so hungry. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, but I'm going to have to wait. I have to. I promised the kids we would tie dye something today, so I was gonna go buy a tie dye kit. Hopefully, I can find one somewhere in the local area. And Ooh, uh, I got uh, there. They have masks at the commissary. They're um, mm-hmm. just regular cotton masks. So I bought a pack, and they're white. And I was like, let's tie dye these. How fun would that be? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's so, fun. Yeah, so that we could do that. But we'll see. Cool. We'll see. We'll see what disaster I find when I head downstairs, and then I'm going to ground them all for life. <laughs> Yay! Good times, good times, yep. Yeah. Grounding my children is more of a punishment for me than it is for them. I know. It always is. It's like we're trying to teach them a lesson, but it actually just makes it, you know our life harder. <laughs> yeah. When is my when is my punishment going to be over? How many days until I can go back to playing on my Nintendo? Yeah, can I have a snack? When can I have a snack? Why can't I have the chocolate bar instead of this apple? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's going to work for me. Can I go play with my friends? No, you cannot go play with your friends. Yep, I know. Okay, Jen. Well, thanks again to all our listeners for joining us today and listening to our crazy rants and <laughs> our stories and our information that we put out for you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, again, if you guys want to reach out to us and contact us, give us stories, suggestions, anything really, um, at dependusplaining at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Yeah? Yes? Great. I love it. Okay. Great, Jen. That's great. That's it. The only thing left is to say goodbye. Goodbye. Well, see you later. <laughs> um, we'll be seeing you again next week for another uh true crime story and military topic so stay tuned stick with us rate and subscribe find us on that mill cell muster app because we are there every week Mm -hmm. and just remember wherever you go there there you are. are goodbye all right see you later